Hey, what's up, what's good? Welcome to Showtime Balling, New Zealand's basketball podcast. Let's get it. In this episode, it is the Coaching Collective, episode three. Now, in this episode, it's about that culture. A culture game within your program and is brought to you in part with the man in the far north in Northland, Mr. Raymond Cameron. Now, Coach Ray speaks about what culture means to him and what other programs he's been a part of that where culture was implemented. Now, this episode is good for people who want to know a little bit more about how to put in culture into your program because, let's be honest, without a good culture put in place, your team is going to fall to bits. Okay, so listen to the episode. Hopefully you gain a lot of information and gain a good perspective from the man in the far north in Northland, Coach Ray. Hey, without further ado, let's go. Hey, what's up everyone? This podcast episode is proudly brought to you by Showtime Balling Apparel. Merch ready for you to cop. Uh, help us grow our brand. Represent us. For more information, just hit us up. Go get it. Welcome to the show, Showtime Balling, Balling All Levels. This is part of our coaching collective, episode three. Um, it's all about the culture. And we've got the culture man himself, all in the far north. The man himself, Ray Cameron. Welcome again. <laughs> Good to be back, Ray. I don't know about the cultural man himself, cuz. It's a bit strong. But uh <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but strong. I'd like to um, you know, talk about some of the aspects that I work with within, within culture, so it's all good. I think, you know, when we when I think about you, bro, I, just, I think about the big personality, <laughs> uh, you know, just uh the, you know, all of that sort of jazz, bro, like um what you bring and um how confident yeah. you come across as well. So yeah, that's that's why what's why I feel like you know what culture and you know, you're you're running an association up in the far north. Yeah, yeah man, that's yeah, what I, I think mean, about. There's a, oh man, there's a lot of clarities I got to make on that. I don't want to sort of take too much responsibility away from the the fact that uh, Northland Basketball's uh, the association be run for for one year now, and I've I'm just been a small piece to that. But um, yeah, yeah. So just to right. clarify that, um, and. Then, <laughs> I don't want to be put on the podcast. Come on now. Uh, about the big personality, I think uh, it's worked for me uh, most of my most of my career in basketball. But um, it's just to give everyone a, an opportunity to be at the same level, you know. Um, just give sure, bro. yeah, give people some like, safety, um, you know, safety, yeah. um, some reason to be approachable and stuff like that. So, oh, that's how I see it, anyway. Mickey. All right, man. Let's go into it. Culture. What does it mean? What does it mean oh, to you? To me, um, culture is all about leadership. You know, um, leadership and in, in the direction that the, the leadership has. Um, I've, I've been blessed with a few leaders in, in my life, including my family, you know, the obvious ones. Um, but to lay down what specifically direction you have is all dependent on who your leaders are and, and if you agree with that or not. So um, a lot of the time when you're setting up a team um, or, or setting up a, an atmosphere, you want to make sure that, okay, what are our goals and who is going to lead that and who's going to be the people involved yeah. to make sure that comes to fruition. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been a part of many teams uh, throughout my career and, and most of them have been successful, uh, but that's based on the leadership that we had, mm. you know, and uh, if I'd like to talk on 
the teams that I've been involved with in the early 2000s, the, the Titans, the Waikato Titans, you know, their leadership uh, team or the team that was oh, that I was involved with, we, we really, we only had, um, well, you know, Clifton Bush as the only import, uh, which was a bold move at yep. the time by uh, Coach Jeff Green, uh, stating that we don't need two imports. Um, because of who we had, our personnel, we had a strong starting five, and so strong that uh, Piero wasn't even in the starting five; he was coming off the bench. So, yeah, and so the leadership, yeah. uh, I think, of that group, you had uh, Rick Strother, who was, um, oh, for those that may not know him, who was, <clears throat> I think, was underrated during those years by people, but very effective, <clears throat> one of the most dominant um, players in his generation uh, and he was playing with our team uh, in our team. Then we had um, Clifton Bush, Dave Hopoy, Nat Connell and George Liafa. So we had a really strong uh, starting five and all of them led our team um, aggressively. So I think with that group, we only, we only lost one game that year, um, you know, but mm. that's just all depending on what you, what you think is, is successful or is success. So, um, why is culture important? Uh, I think, um, yeah, having goals and setting, um, setting yourself uh, goals within your within your team is important because um, you're there for a job. If you're a leader, you you measure success on what you think your goals are, and if you achieve those goals, then in your eyes, you're successful. So, um, having a culture actually makes that. A strong culture actually makes that um, those goals seem more uh, simple and easy. Um, and if everyone's on the same page, and everyone's uh, everyone has the same clarity of what that goal is, then I think the culture um, speaks for itself. A lot of the times we we hear yeah. about um, teams that have amazing talent, um, amazing personnel, but don't get the job done. And um, and you could probably pinpoint a couple of the reasons because people weren't on the same page, or it was hard to actually work with someone or some people because they wouldn't um, accept certain things within the team to make them go further. So that all comes down to yeah. the importance of it um, and buying into to what the leaders and the, the the people have laid down for you. So that's why it's important because. It's not an individual thing, you know. It's it's all based on a group heading in one direction, much like um, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Like um, when you when you think about having like a stacked team of talent, and that's sometimes it's a gift and it's a curse because there's too much talent around and they all want and there's only one <laughs> basketball and you've got to yeah. try and figure that out. And um, yeah, like again, it's um sometimes the most talented team doesn't win. It's a team that's Correct. more gelled together. That's that's exactly right. And um, you see that on the big stage, uh, international basketball. Uh, we've spoken about this before with um, you know, and 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 just briefly on the Tall Blacks and being so successful in their last campaign, World Cup. I mean, not the most talented group we've put out there. You know, missing a few leaders as well, and uh, Ruben Tarangi and and Mika Vakuna. Yeah. However, they've um, 
uh, with Paulie at the helm. I think um, having a strong direction of, uh, you know, of, of a leader uh, in himself and everyone trusting him and just putting aside, you know, what they, what they want to get out of it to what the team should get out of it. I think that's, that's a great example for, for everyone of what culture should be. You know, beating and upsetting a team like uh, Turkey um, and then coming close with um, Greece, you know, just shows that um, you don't have to be the most talented. You pretty much goes back down to the basics, right? You've got to have the ears and the desire to, yeah. to do what you need to do. So, yeah, it just, it just proves that point. Mm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, within like a working group within the team, like how do you delegate different people to, for roles in regards to your leadership? Because there's obviously yeah. the captains, but there's got to be other other leaders amongst their, their their group to actually support the captain. How do you feel you delegate those sort of roles? Yeah, well, um, I think naturally you you see the talent that a player has, but then you can see potential that a player can can gain. Or, or that has as well, uh, yeah. that hasn't really come through. But um, I think we do, as as Kiwis, we do a great job of of getting the best out of our players. Um, and for for some people, when you do get the best out of them, it means an, uh, an extensive or long career. Um, so it's it's a bit of a blessing to be a part of that program, you know, uh, outside of just being successful within that team these branches of what they can do. So with roles and responsibilities, I think clarity, communication, what 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 the expectations are has to be done with from the start, um, from the from the leaders of the group. Um, and then from there that communication extends to um, the the other groups within the teams, like the Fords or the guards, just to give them a voice as well. Um, yeah, it's important that everyone speaks as well. You know, it's, it's not just a you listen to me and that's it. I think, in my experience, um, being a part of a team, although I was young and a rookie, I was always asked the same question as the captain or the the most experienced to gain a a full uh, inclusion of of the whole team. You know, I was included rather than just oh, you just fall in line. Yeah. So I think that's important as well. So that, um, yeah, so that your your whole team's on the same page. I think that's probably the message that, that I got is that, hey, look, you're just as important as everyone else. So we value your your feedback or your communication. Um, yeah. And just making making sure that you're a part of the team. That's That's, that's what I got. Yeah. That's what I got from my rookie experience as well buying into that culture yeah because you know you're only as yeah like you're only as good as your as your weakest player right and you've got to make sure that you include everyone amongst it because yeah there's going to be certain people that can do yeah. certain things and to helping the success Great. of your team yeah it's exactly right you know you look at the um the stance that uh, that everyone has like in high school you know who the top players are in the team and then you know who are the role players. But if you have a collection of players that are on uh, and, and the coach builds in within their culture that this is who we are and this is the best we can do and everyone believes that, right? 
then that's going to go further than just saying, oh, yep. we'll just make a group of five players and then we'll grab some others just to fill in. Because that there's no real team sort of concept. It's just like, oh, we're just making up, it has that making up numbers feel. Although they may be talented five. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's just um, evidence of, of how deeper culture can, can get is that you can rely on role players to do their job and with the same outcome as if you had a talented person, but you don't have the same connection between the coach and the team, because that's detrimental, and it's proven it's proven that it is. So, I think it's everyone's leaning towards that. I think every sports team is leaning towards trying to have the same mindset together as a team. It's the hardest yeah. thing to do because because people yeah, have their own agendas. You know, coming from high school, you're the best player. Going straight into pros, you're a rookie. You know, it's just a quick change. Boom. You've got to learn the ropes again. So, yep. you know, you've got to deal with all those dynamics. But at the end of the day, if people are prepared to actually go, I'm here to get the team to where it needs to be. And if that involves all those aspects of just listening, doing your job, um, raising above uh, the expectations and and making sure that you fit in, I think that goes a long way. Okay, so a question I'll probably say is, what does a successful culture look like? Let's give some examples of of cultures that you believe could, you know, be very a good example for culture. Oh, straight away, the All Blacks, <laughs> right? You know, they got the <laughs> highest percentage of winning, which a lot of people classify that as success. Um, and being at you know being at the pinnacle or the top of the world, that has to be your. I think that has to be your number one, is winning. If you're a development team or a team that's in young age groups, then maybe not so much. I think um, a lot of a lot of our good coaches or our better coaches coach at the under 15s, under 13 age group, um, and they install mm. what they believe to be the foundation of becoming um, and being a part of uh, teams and getting teams to be better when they get older, which I think is probably the most uh, important thing because not everyone's going to score 50 points, right? Um, Or not everyone's going to hit the clutch bucket. So we know those players, but everyone has to obviously work hard. Everyone has got no excuse for lack of effort, you know, and all those sorts of things. So that comes with what you have as a foundation, the young young age group. So success is seen in different ways, uh, winning and, and in development. Uh, but what makes a successful culture, I think, is what happens off the court. Um, that's, that's me personally. I, I think that if a person is developing um, on the court and transitions that into life and does a great job or even a better job then I think that's the winning that's the most successful sign in in what you're teaching um, within your team people people don't always yeah. follow the same path they don't always go to be a tall black or a breaker and so they might exit early and become a coach and hopefully you're installed some inspiration to then give that to them who would feed that on to the next generation right because they believe that that's the that's the best thing for them. They take that and they apply it to their 
coaching or, or they're developing or, or whoever they, they lead on to, move on to, sorry. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to, to measure success and, and there's no way that is wrong. But I think, um, and, and in my opinion, I think that's, that's entirely um, who, who you're surrounded by and what you want to do with that. So, yeah, <clears throat> those are my examples. Yeah. Or did you want my example as in <laughs> who I played with? Um, in... Yeah, because <clears throat> maybe uh, like we talk about, you know, your days of maybe like like the old church college oh, days. Or, um, <laughs> we even talking about, you know, yeah, Ooh, yeah. rewind, yeah, well, throwback. Church college, obviously, um, what was the church college like that, is obviously like... a successful program because of how many national titles they won. Um, yeah. And also how many people, like even today, uh, are involved with programs in the schools and representatives. You know, there's a lot of uh, church college influence that is that are out there. So um, I think that's a measure of success. The, the culture that they had was um, obviously standard-based. So to be at church college, you have to have a certain standard to live by and then apply whatever the yep. standards are to a game of basketball and so that that culture worked they were known for the run and gun you know just full court press steal score who cares about offensive uh structure right first one to 130 wins <laughs> sort of mentality um, <laughs> and and it worked it yeah. was quite a simple thing to to think of but as to as you look around now there's 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 not many teams that you can say oh they're going to win it you know they're going to win it or they're going to be in the final they're, they're all very very good and that's just credit to all the coaches now that are out there <coughs> yeah so that culture yeah, within yeah. church college um and a lot of people uh will agree is that uh was based on a lot of good coaches a lot of a lot of leadership um the struthers um uh, the smiths um the foundational coaches there and um, and then people picked up on, um, you know, the girls were even better, bro. right? They, they were, you know, the boys had <laughs> yeah, a good yeah. record, but the girls have an even, even better record, uh, total, uh, wins across the board. So, you know, just, just a really strong program and, and people knew what they were getting into. The standards were high. So if you wanted yeah. to go to church college, you had to live by the standards. And once you come through there, you had to live by what the coach had, additional to those standards in terms of respect and, and honoring all those sorts of um, standards that they, that they set in place that they saw would be successful for their team to win at the end of the year. So um, yeah, church college is obviously a, a legendary school and uh, I was fortunate enough to go there, but yeah. So yeah, um, Waikato was also um, first division, uh, having a couple of um, teams I was involved with, with Jeff Green as the head coach, then Murray McMahon and Dean Vickerman, three different coaches, but also champions with all three. Um, but yeah, just went all back down to the leadership. Who was who was the personnel around, um, and and what was set. So it was I mean, yeah, that's that's that was just my brief career. <laughs> and uh, it's experience, but um, <laughs> I, I I was just blessed with some good leaders around me. Yeah, let's talk about <clears throat> Waikato, even currently at the moment. Like, 
the association last year had a fantastic yeah. year. So would you would you put it down to talent or they may have a very good culture system? Yeah, there's there's a few reasons why they they're so good, and and those are some of the reasons. I think the other thing is the the understanding of of roles. Um, you know, you, have, you you get volunteers, right? And you get people that yeah. that say, "Oh yeah, I'll I'll come ref and I'll come uh, coach and all that." I think the the generation or the generations of having basketball at high level with church college and, and St. John's and all that has actually trickled through those players and they've stayed around and the passion, yeah, you know, the passion of, of competing has just, you know, infused these players that we have even today. Um, and Waikato has just soaked that all up. You know, it's, become evident that it's so talented and, and so rich with all these great players that in the last five to ten years they've split and you've now got Waikato Basel Association and Waikato Country. You know, and so there's just so much, so much people, so many people out there that are willing to just compete. And that's parents as well. <laughs> that's driven by parents. I think it's just the culture <laughs> yeah. of just people yeah. just wanting to win. Um, it's a culture down there that uh, if you make a top team, then it's although although it's respected, it's like cool. Now we're going to compete against the A team and prove everyone wrong. It's that attitude, you know. I'm in the B team, and yeah. we're going to beat the A team when we go play them. And someone in the C team was like, "Yeah, we're going to smash the B team." You know, it's just the whole. Everyone's all in, bro. You know the 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 parents. Yeah. The volunteers, the coaches, the associations, from top to bottom, everyone's on the same page. It's like, nah, we're here to win. We're going to win. We're going to drive. We're going to do this, this, and this. Um, and then you add in the masterminds and coaching with the women's, in particular. You know, you look at the Leanne Walkers, the Anthony Corbins. And um, and you look at how successful they are with their schools and their representative work. It's just amazing. But they have yeah. the they have the right yeah. direction and vision of how they can coop all this um, all this competitive juices <laughs> and put it all out uh, on uh, on display. And they do a great job. And then you've got to credit all the skills coaches and all the parents that do early morning sessions. And you got to credit them as well. You know, there's just, it's endless supply, bro. You go down there, there's always basketball on, you know, twice a, one morning ball. I don't know if you've heard of morning ball, but they have, they have morning yeah, ball, you know, and um, they have after school basketball, then they have reps training, then they've got school training. It's just, uh, it's just continuous, mate. I think it's just the whole environment down there that's just, made them who they are, a powerhouse. And good on them that they've they're showing and leading the way. They're still they're still doing it today. So Yeah, no, Waikato definitely did well in the representatives. But then we shift that a little bit up up north towards the Auckland area in the in like the high school age of it's which is, you know, something totally different yeah. as well. But yeah, it's just, you know, that region, that area up towards mm. you guys, it's whew. 
there's been uh, obviously a resurgence um, of basketball and it just keeps on growing and becoming this monster. Um, Auckland has done a great job um, supporting themselves through through some tough decisions. You know, you've got ABSL and, and the collection of uh, associations that, that um, are together. And then they have strong representation. And then now you've got schools to add into that. And it's just obviously population, bro. The, the more kids that are playing basketball, the more you get to choose from uh, to, to yep. I guess, condense your, your best team. Uh, it's, a, it's a totally different environment in Auckland than it is to Waikato. Um, one is logistics and, and obviously the, the area. <laughs> you've got a massive area to, to yep. cover. Uh, and then you've got more associations uh, involved. Uh, and then, you know, parents and, you know, some parents stick with one association or one school, then they chop to another school. And, you know, that's just how that is in Auckland. And they're just trying to make the best decision for themselves, but different to Waikato, but different to uh, that region there. Um, not many choices as as Auckland, you know. Um, but I think what comes from that is that um, you also got to credit the involvement of what's happening at a younger age. So even though we're talking about schools, yep. the associations, they start really young in Auckland. And, um, and because you're fighting for the position, then there's a lot more kids involved getting training camps every week, getting skills trainings every week, every morning. And it's just... It's just, it's a monster. So it just turns over itself. And, and then you come out the other end and you get a beautiful selection. You know, you get your sport for choice. Um, you sport for choice. And North Harbour's a, a, a good association. They've got three dominant <laughs> high schools, Rosmini, Westlake, Rangitoto. Um, and then you go into Auckland City and you got um got Mags and Auckland Grammar and then St. Kent's now uh, in the last three three years have proven their, their position as well. So, you know, it's just growing, bro. And uh, that, that right now is considered the best region, secondary school region. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we were lucky, Whangarei, we were lucky to be able to play some of those teams because it really helped us out. Mm. Oh, for sure. All right, so... Getting back to culture in regards to, are we changing or are we building? What's, you know, what's happening? What's 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 the go with that? Oh, um, specifically, what do you mean by changing? Oh, you know, you know, are you changing the direction, or you know, or you know, are we building on our culture? Uh, you know, what's what's where do you feel the difference on that is? Like, how, how are you going to change it, or how are you, you going to build? Oh, it? yeah, okay. I think um, I, I can't speak on anyone else around this, um, but being being up north, there's there's always changes, you know. Um, I'd love to be at a position where I'm just building, uh, where people, um, where, where where players and people have this idea that's similar to mine, and that's the whole thing is to try and get on the same page, right? And once you're on the same page, then you can sort of start building quicker. Um, but I think trying to find where your culture lies, you have to be open 
to certain dynamics. Like up north, logistics is real hard. You could have a great player, but they live three hours away. So how how can you, you know, how can you involve them more? That's always yeah. a question for us up north is how can we involve them more if we're training? Um, oh, we're going to have to do camps. And so you got to be, you have to be open to those sorts of changes and those sorts of understandings. Um, whereas if you're a little bit more closer in, then you can be a bit more strict. You know, like the old school, you can add in those uh, incentives of, hey, look, if you're not at training, then you can't play on the weekend. That's that's pretty much how they do uh, all the sports up here and in, in based in, in when you're in the community. Yeah. But uh, when you're representing Northland, which is the entire place, um, it's sort of like you have to adapt to logistics and how you can make that happen for, for you to be successful. So we, we got a difficult part up here. So it's always changing. Um, I don't think it's going to be at a point where we can build from it. Uh, so it's always just trying to be smarter and how you can make those things happen and then implementing certain um, opportunities for these kids to actually grow uh, rather than just say, hey, look, can you do this, this, and this? I'll, I can't get up to you. And so it's just like, oh, we've got to start thinking about how to do this together. So it's always adapting, you know. Um, other places, they may not have the same uh, issues, but there's also different dynamics that people are faced with, you know, finances and uh, decision-making. I'm not going to play this year, coach. I'm going to go play netball. I'm going to go play rugby. So now you're like, oh, we've just had two years yeah. of investing into three players. Oh, sorry, this team with three players yeah. leaving. Yeah. You know, now we have to, where are we? You know, so, um, yeah, that's just the nature of what, what we're dealing with up here. Um, we're, we're constantly changing. Um, and we would love to be at a point where we're building, but I think where we can say we're building is when they finish school, when we get into a uh, more of a um, second division, first division sort of um, type uh, team, where it's a bit more um, held accountable to 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 what you do because um, it's you. You know, you're an adult by then. It's hard to actually get families yep. to to go. Oh, can you do this? This. Oh, sorry, we can't do. We got. We're way out here. We're doing these things, which is acceptable because that's that's how we roll up here. But that's just my thoughts on on what we do up north. Um, and and the way we, the way I've suggested how we can do that um, is that we all have different coaches in different areas teaching the same thing, so that when we get together, we all know what we're doing. And that's probably the best idea um, outside of that. So, one, got to have all the coaches on the same page and doing the same thing, uh, teaching the same thing and, and knowing that, hey, look, we're doing this in our areas. And then when we get together, it's not really, there's not really uh, too much to go back on. And then secondly, um, we've got to build that team to grow and to go into these uh, tournaments that, that they go away with. So, we we got extra things to do, but... There's no excuse for us. We know what we, we're into up north. <laughs> <laughs> nice, bro. Um, before we close yeah. off this episode, if you can just summarize our episode we just did, what are the, probably the key takeaways you could probably you know condense this episode into? If you were to describe it to a coach, these are the key points to help build your culture. Come on, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't even bought me dinner yet, boy. 
Nah. Um, <laughs> key from this episode. I think, uh, let me see. I would go with, well, I would always start with be open because, you you know, we, we talked about um, when you're coming into an area to build a culture or introduce a, a concept to people, you have to be able to work with them. And so you have to know them. So you have to be yeah. open to it. Um, open to listening to who they are first and, and making sure that will this work, you know. And coming from a place where I'm from, is, uh, is I think that's important. Um, uh, the other thing is that, um, you know, with your opportunities that you're given, make sure that you're, you, you leave a lasting impression uh, of positive um, growth. So you may not finish your goal or you might have a goal here and you may be climbing towards it and you may not be able to finish it because something may come up. You might not be given the opportunity again. But, you know, take the opportunity and, and, and make sure that you you allow the, the players to grow positively. And the last thing is that um, focus on making the person better. I think um, yeah. if you focus on the making the person better, then everything else will fall into place, you know. Um, and that's uh, everything from coaching to parenting to schoolwork to, you know, just all of those things. Um, they all they all fall into place for for everyone if you become a better person. So that's my takeaway anyway. Yeah, well, like, um, <clears throat> that's a great point because sometimes as coaches – you know, you probably tested as well. Do you look at the athlete or do you look at the person? Which one do you Which one do you have to look at? Yeah, it's you hope to be uh, looking at the person, but I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I've, I've looked at both at times, you know. Um, and then, and, and as a coach, you, you lean on a lot on both. But um, I could tell you right now, you, you want to be making sure that you look at the person so that they know that you're genuine. <laughs> you know. So you don't want to be that that person. Oh, he's just using me, right? So, yeah. Um, you know, it's that it's that approach. Like you know, like it's not that. How can you help me? Is uh, like how can I help you? Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly, bro. Exactly the the, the attitude, the mindset has to be um, more about it. How can I make you? a better player or person. And then from that, you can, you can be successful. Win or lose, right? And that's what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about years. Of, I, I've had some awesome mates that used to play uh, high-quality basketball and now finished basketball, but they're doing awesome in life, like great families, great jobs, you know, toured the world, done, done whatever and without basketball. I think that's a success, you know. I think that's someone to to have to hold and look up to, and just like, man, you've you've done life right. Um, and yeah, there's there's plenty of plenty of examples out there. Ray Cameron, thank you for your time. It's always always a pleasure to catch <laughs> up with the cousin. Uh, Northland basketball, you guys do big things up there, and uh, bro, look forward to catching you another time. Anytime, Ray. Privileged to be on the show. Obviously, there's been some great people 
uh, speaking with you, bro. And I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. Um, and yeah, look forward to catching up with you and um, talking about basketball again. <laughs> mean. <laughs> mean, brother. Come here, bro. Come here, catch up next time. Catch up. Well, there it is. It's full time. Thank you very much for taking your time out here with us at Showtime Balling NZ, the podcast of balling at all levels. Hope you enjoy. Before we take off, making sure that you cop our merch and make sure you help grow our brand and represent us. Yo, until next time, peace.